Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, hospitals across America brace for the country's fourth COVID wave as new cases more than triple over the last month, raising fears there will be an increase of coronavirus deaths. A summer surge fueled by the dangerous Delta variant. We answer the big question tonight, why is this strain so contagious? The warning tonight from an already packed COVID ward in hard hit Louisiana. We are either going to get vaccinated and end the pandemic, or we are going to accept death. Life expectancy plunges. America's largest drop since World War II. Tonight, the pandemic grief. More than 100,000 children are experiencing after losing a parent to COVID. Capitol Hill clash. A congressional investigation into January 6th stalled. Vice Speaker Nancy Pelosi rejected two Republican members from the probe. $26 billion settlement, a landmark agreement reached in the opioid epidemic. Extreme and dangerous situation out west. Wildfires continue to grow larger as smoke travels 2,000 miles east, raising the air quality index to dangerous levels in America's largest city. New FBI warning the alert tonight related to cyber attacks and the Olympic Games. A CBS News investigation, the dramatic increase of children overdosing on marijuana edibles, what parents need to know. And believing in your dreams, the lessons tonight from an NBA superstar and the message from Kobe Bryant that inspired it all. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. Tonight, for the first time in months, the CDC is predicting that the rate of COVID deaths in the U.S. will rise well into August. Across the country, the average daily number of new infections have more than tripled in a month. Think about that. And there's this. Nearly one in three U.S. counties are experiencing a rapid spread of the virus. This summer surge is driven by that highly contagious Delta variant. So tonight, we're learning more about exactly how powerful that mutant strain is. So we've got more on that in just a moment. The troubling uptick in cases led New York City's mayor to announce a mandate for New Yorkers who work in a healthcare setting. And there's also alarming new information tonight on the toll that the pandemic is taking on American lives. Life expectancy in the U.S. has taken its most severe drop in more than seven decades. And the hardest hit... Hispanic and black Americans. CBS's David Bagno leads off our coverage tonight from Louisiana, where COVID wards are packed with patients. Good evening, David. Good evening, Nora. Experts say that Delta variant has a viral load that is 1,000 times higher than the original coronavirus strain. One of the experts here in Baton Rouge said, it appears as though the Delta variant turns off your immune system for just a little bit, allowing that virus to multiply inside of you even before antibodies can start being developed. Tonight, hospitals in Louisiana are filling up, and Dr. Catherine O'Neill is fed up. Are we about to be a community on fire? I think we already are. Louisiana has just reported more than 5,000 COVID infections. That is the worst since the winter surge. Hospitalizations have more than tripled. I can't believe we admitted a whole floor of patients last night. Just 36% of Louisiana's residents are fully vaccinated. And now, vaccine hesitancy is meeting COVID reality. Did you get to a point when you were scared? I'm still scared. PJ Perry says he and most of his family had refused to get the COVID vaccine. Where have you gotten most of your news from regarding the vaccine? It's all on Facebook and, you know, people sending you stuff. Now, this 48-year-old father says as soon as he leaves this hospital, he is getting vaccinated. I don't care if anybody gets mad at me because I say I want to take it. I don't care anymore. I don't want to feel like this. Across this country, 100 million people remain unvaccinated, including some healthcare workers. Today, the mayor of New York City said anyone working in a public hospital or clinic must get vaccinated or get weekly testing. This is about keeping people safe and stopping the Delta variant. In Louisiana, we need to be patient-centered, and that requires us as healthcare professionals to take the first leap, and that first leap is to get vaccinated. Scott Rowe, a patient we met in the hospital, was discharged today, and he left thinking this. Am I going to get a vaccine? No. Um, Why they, not? Because there's too many issues with these vaccines. We are either going to get vaccinated and end the pandemic, or we are going to accept death. That patient, Scott Rowe, said, I don't want to take the vaccine because it's not fully approved. It's only under emergency use authorization. So I asked the doctor here and he said, well, yes, yeah, so is the medicine that we use to treat it. So if you're willing to take that, you ought to consider taking the vaccine too. Nora? An excellent point. David Begno, thank you. Well, there was quite a bit of drama on Capitol Hill today. It started with Speaker Nancy Pelosi blocking two Republicans from a special committee to investigate the deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol. And what unfolded may have put the January 6th congressional probe in jeopardy. CBS's Nicole Killian reports. More than six months after a mob stormed the Capitol. 
There's a new battle over the fate of a select committee established to investigate the attack. My In a bold move, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi rejected two of the five Republicans on the panel, Ohio's Jim Jordan and Indiana's Jim Banks. The Speaker suggested the two staunch allies of the former president who voted against certifying the election would jeopardize the integrity of the investigation. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy shot back immediately, threatening to pull all five members. It's an egregious abuse of power. Pelosi has broken this institution. But Congressman Jordan and Banks had both criticized the panel yesterday, calling it another attempt to impeach Mr. Trump. This is impeachment round three for the Democrats. Wyoming Republican Liz Cheney, appointed by Democrats, remains on the committee. The rhetoric around this from the minority leader and from those two members has been disgraceful. Uh, this must be an investigation that is focused on facts. Democratic committee members say they plan to proceed with their first hearing next Tuesday with testimony from law enforcement officers who were on the front lines as part of their probe to get to the root causes of the riot. This is serious business here. This isn't a game. And Nicole joins us from Capitol Hill with more information. I understand there's an update on the president's trillion-dollar infrastructure plan. What's happening? That's right. Senate Republicans blocked a roughly $1 trillion package that would fund roads, bridges, and other projects because it's still being negotiated. It is a key part of President Biden's agenda, and a small bipartisan group of lawmakers say they are very close to finalizing the details in the coming days. Nora? A critical week. Nicole Killian, thank you. Tonight, those explosive wildfires in the West are threatening millions of Americans with potential health problems. Smoke from those fires has drifted across the country, sending air quality levels plummeting. And Pacific Gas and Electric says it will bury 10,000 miles of power lines in what's being described as the largest infrastructure project in California history. Here's CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. Crews are fighting the flames of the Tamarack fire from the ground and sky. Located south of Lake Tahoe, the blaze is 0% contained and has grown, crossing state lines into Nevada. We got 10 minutes to get in and get what we can get, and then it's time to leave. Extreme heat and drought have also created tinderbox conditions in southwest Oregon, where the bootleg fire has burned more than 394,000 acres. Crews from Arkansas, Nevada, and Alaska are joining more than 2,000 personnel battling the fire there. Today, California utility PG&E pledged to bury 10,000 miles of its power lines after its equipment possibly touched off the Dixie Fire near the town of Paradise. 78 active wildfires are burning in the West. Those flames, coupled with the Canadian wildfires, are blanketing much of the United States with noxious smoke, affecting air quality and triggering health alerts thousands of miles away. If fires are a more frequent thing, if they are more intense, we could very well see more of these kind of events. Doctors say breathing in fine particulate matter released by wildfires can increase the risk of heart attacks and strokes. And one study found wildfire smoke like this actually becomes up to four times more toxic the farther it travels because of a chemical reaction that takes place in the atmosphere. Doctors say one simple way to protect yourself is by wearing an N95 mask. Nora. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. Tonight, the First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, is making her way to the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. The Games are just getting underway amid a COVID emergency that is threatening to grind the Olympics to a halt. And CBS's Jamie Yukis is there. 
As the games begin, COVID infections continue. U.S. volleyballer Taylor Crabb reportedly tested positive after landing in Tokyo, bringing to five the total number of Americans knocked out of the Olympics by the virus. In all, more than 70 people connected to the 2020 games have tested positive. The first matches of the Tokyo Games started with players on five women's soccer teams, including the Americans, taking a knee before kickoffs to protest racial inequality worldwide, all permitted under new Olympic rules. There's no violation of the Rule 50. This is uh, expressively what has been mentioned in these uh, guidelines. The U.S. suffered a crushing shutout loss to Sweden, the same team that kept Team USA from gold at the last Olympics. Meanwhile, the FBI today put out a general warning against potential cyber attacks at the games that could include threats to block or disrupt live broadcasts, but said there's been no specific threat. With Tokyo COVID cases the highest since January, the head of the World Health Organization today called the games a celebration of hope. May the message of hope resound from Tokyo around the world. With games beginning ahead of opening ceremonies on Friday, the focus is turning to competition, which officials hope will not get overshadowed by COVID. Nora. Jamie Yukis, thank you. Tonight, a landmark settlement agreement in the opioid epidemic. A group of state attorneys general reached a $26 billion settlement with Johnson & Johnson and three other American companies that distributed opioid painkillers, even as addiction and overdose deaths skyrocketed. States now have 30 days to decide whether to agree to the deal, and local governments will have 150 days to sign on. We want to turn now to a CBS News investigation into the spike in edible marijuana overdoses among children. That's right, gummies and other sweets containing a potent ingredient meant for adults are sending kids to emergency rooms in record numbers. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. Last month, Elizabeth Ferry felt helpless as it became clear something was very wrong with her 21-month-old son, Oliver. When I laid him down in his crib, he kind of went rigid and started shaking and crying. Within an hour, he was in the hospital, and doctors determined that he had THC in his system, the chemical in marijuana that gives users a high. Oliver had managed to open this tin containing edible cannabis gummies that Elizabeth used to help her sleep. To him, it looked like candy. As a parent, what is going through your mind when you found out that he had eaten 15 gummies? My first thought was, I did this to him. You know, this is my fault. The number of children 12 and under who've ingested THC edibles at home jumped from 132 in 2016 to almost 2,500 last year. Those requiring medical care jumped astronomically, too. Dr. Brian Schultz was part of the team at Children's National Hospital in Washington that treated Oliver. If you're going to use these substances, um, just realize that they look very attractive to kids. They're oftentimes packaged in uh, uh, tins or other packages that look very attractive to kids. <laughs> Oliver made a full recovery. He's back to his old self. Mom Elizabeth is not. What's terrifying is I know that if he found the gummies again, he would eat them again, which you know is why it's so important, I think, to lock these up and to have them really out of reach. Yeah, doctors say don't just hide edibles, lock them up too. This is becoming an issue with more states around the country legalizing marijuana and as these edibles become more common in households with kids. Nora. 
Jeff Pegues, thanks so much. And we're going to turn now to the steepest drop in life expectancy here in the U.S. since World War II. Largely driven by the pandemic, life expectancy has dropped by a year and a half to the lowest level since 2003. For Hispanic and black populations, it's down by as much as three years. And the pandemic has left a staggering number of children orphaned. We get more now on this from CBS's Mireya Villarreal. I feel like I just should have done more. Alyssa Quarles is overwhelmed by guilt that she couldn't save her 48-year-old father, Theotis, after he got COVID. As days pass, he started to say, like, help me, please don't let me die. I don't know what to say to him. I don't think he gonna die, but he keeps saying it. And so it was just, it was hard. He died just before Christmas. The tree still stands, a sign the family can't let go. This is what it's like when you have all girls. The Quarles girls are among at least 113,000 American children struggling with pandemic grief after losing a parent or caregiver to the virus. A quarter of them are younger than 10 and 20% are black. Minorities are disproportionately affected. In my head, I feel like it was my fault. What was your fault? That he passed. Every day is a challenge for mom Vicky and her five daughters. The hardest time is like when I see my girls cry each grieving in her own way. Anaya is 14. I guess I just, you know, shut down sometimes and I just stay in my room and don't want to talk to anybody. I am sad because, like, I don't get to see him anymore, physically. Today, the younger girls are in therapy. Asia turned 11 without her dad. When you look at my kids, you can tell that something is missing. Researchers see an increase in depression and PTSD in children who lose a parent. It can leave them traumatized, confused, angry. Grief is just all of the thoughts and feelings that we have. Asia is getting therapy from Lawrence Trini. What I think it's important for grieving people to learn, grieving children especially, is that that anger is okay. We have upset, heartbroken, stressed, mad. Strini teaches children to express their emotions in healthy ways. What helps you when you're having some of those hard feelings? Playing the guitar, um, listening to music, and stuff like that. There are all things that I used to do when he was here. I think that we could find a new norm for us with, without him being here but we could still keep his memory alive at the same time. Mireya Villarreal, CBS News, Memphis, Tennessee. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. A judge in Florida ruled today that the victims and families who suffered losses in the condo collapse in Surfside will initially get a minimum of $150 million in compensation. The site is now mostly cleared. The judge's decision doesn't include any money from the numerous lawsuits already filed since the collapse last month that killed at least 97 people. 
All right. In flood-ravaged central China, at least 25 people are dead, including at least a dozen who drowned in flooded subways where rot water rose up to some people's necks. Can you imagine? The area was swamped with a year's worth of rain in just three days, and it's not over yet. These historic floods have displaced more than a million people. Tonight, the Milwaukee Bucks and the entire city are celebrating their first NBA basketball championship since 1971. The team was led by the beloved superstar known as the Greek Freak. And as CBS's Dana Jacobson reports, the late Kobe Bryant saw this day coming. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The Milwaukee Bucks' 50-year championship drought came to a thrilling end after superstar forward Giannis Antetokounmpo put up an historic performance, scoring 50 points in the closeout games. After the victory, Giannis got emotional talking about his family. This for my mom. She worked extremely hard every day for me to be in this position. Born into poverty in Athens in 1994, Giannis's parents had immigrated from Nigeria to provide a better life for their sons. Giannis used his talent to repay the favor. So I started playing basketball just to, you know, help my family. He credits his success to those who believed in him, including the late Kobe Bryant. This Twitter challenge from the Laker legend to become MVP, then win a title, now a reality. This should be, should make every, every person, every kid, every, anybody around the world to like believe in their dreams. Dana Jacobson, CBS News, New York. Such a great message. If you can dream it, you can do it. The CDC reports more than 5,000 Americans have been hospitalized from COVID after being fully vaccinated. So we wanted to understand how that could happen. So we investigate these breakthrough cases. That's all tomorrow on the CBS Evening News. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.